Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. My name is Morten Hake and this is the place where we'll talk about the stuff that's going to make you remember who you really are. Let's go. Hey guys and welcome to the new episode of the new Paradigm Podcast. Right now, uh, I'm in Swiss, beautiful Switzerland, Lucerne, and we just, this past weekend, uh, Kai next to me here arranged the Lifestyle Design Convention, and Hello. <laughs> and now we're gathered here to create some podcasts, and I'm here with Kai, and I'm here with Leila, uh, you have the standinglight.com. And you did a speech, beautiful speech at the conference. My homeboy Chris is here, and we've got Steve Pavlina. I think you're already familiar with him. Uh, StevePavlina.com and Steve's girlfriend, Rochelle. You also have a website, right? Mm-hmm. You want to... It's just my name, RochelleFordice.com. There you go. Um, today, I want to talk about, obviously, this new paradigm in psychology, and also, like, um, how... The world is changing and we're going into what I like to call the new hippie age. Everyone seems to, like the world seems to evolve and there's almost like a new consciousness shift in the world. Um, do you guys agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're in the fifth dimension. <laughs> yeah. And you like bring in healthy coffee and it's all like you bring in super healthy food and you're you're the perfect host. and host and you also have a beautiful beautiful home here and Thank overlooks you. the beautiful mountains here and it's just a great vibe so obviously we had to get some thing recorded mm. and I'm, you know feel free to I want this to just be as natural as possible and like we said earlier feel free if you need to go to the toilet that's okay or something <laughs> like that thank you release yourself it's okay <laughs> Yeah. Let go, just let go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I've just been thinking. We talked about it yesterday with Steve um, at the lake. Like, we're here in Switzerland, right? And we've seen that like the lifestyle design convention got quite a lot of people coming from from like different walks of life. And what I've seen, like I I gradu- graduated like three years ago, probably. And it's just interesting to see how many people don't work 100% anymore. So like in countries like Switzerland, Norway, you're, where you're from, Morton, mm-hmm. it's like, we've got money. That's like, it's covered more or less. We're right? safe. It, we're safe. Yeah. The, the, the question is much more of what you can see a lot of times is much more like, so what's my purpose in life? What is important to me? As you said, Steve, like what, what how can I come from my heart, right? From the heart connection. And I think that's something that is happening. Like young people don't want to work 100% anymore. Mm. And they oftentimes question their corporate jobs and uh, like stuff like that. So I think it's it's very, very cool because uh, people realize more and more that they actually want to create something in the world, yeah. which is f- from their inner uh, being or whatever you want to call it. And they just want to, yeah, they want to much more create and, and find purpose in life and not just make enough money to to come by it's yeah. like they want to a hundred percent create their dream mm-hmm. which takes a hundred percent commitment mm-hmm. but maybe it's more so like the hundred percent 
job, like f- nine to five, that's shifting yeah. more than mm-hmm. anything, I think. And like we talked about the other recording the other day as well, like it seems to me that the more in touch with me I get, uh, the more uh, from that place I create. And it seems that you guys do the same, which is so inspiring. And that could be like a perfect, I mean, I guess that's inspiring for other people as well. So maybe we can start talking about how, how we are uh, tuning into our light, like you call it, and, and working from that space and not from a place of scarcity where we uh, think that life should be a certain way just because other people have done it uh, before us. I can share something about that because yeah. last time I had a job was 1992 and I only had one job in my whole life just working for $6 an hour for a video game store and after that I realized I just don't really want to have a boss and so that was like one layer of shifting mm. and realizing I wanted more independence and I think as we, as we go down this path we keep peeling off new layers it's like peeling an onion we keep getting deeper and deeper into the core we keep removing the things we don't like and replacing it with more of what we really want. Yeah. So for me, that first layer was, I don't want to have a boss. I don't want to have somebody I have to answer to. So from there, I moved into doing independent contractor work. Mm. And that was kind of an interesting phase. But then I decided, okay, I want to create my own company, my own business, and, and make all this money and have all this success. And that was another layer. Then I, I just ended up not being as happy doing that. And that layer I peeled off and realized... It's not about trying to make money so then you can spend the money on things that will make you happy. Why not find happiness through the work itself? And that's mm-hmm. how I've learned to focus more on expressing myself creatively and creating you know, products and things I really like. And, and then you start realizing, okay, well, I'm still trying to achieve these things so that I can feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then so I can do certain things with, with the benefits of my achievement. Like, say, I have to have a high-traffic website, so it'll give me income, and then I can use that to have freedom. And I think, as you're talking about this new paradigm, the idea is just skip to the end. Just (laughs) skip skip as many of those intermediate steps as you have, uh, as as you can, and get rid of these false prerequisites that we put in the way of our dreams and our goals, and saying, I have to have this first, and then I can do this, and then I do that, and... Then I can be happy, and then I can be fulfilled, and then I can have meaning and purpose in my life, and love, and, and joy, and bliss, and adventure, and all that stuff. And just skip to the end. <laughs> and that, that's, that's the real lesson I keep finding myself going down. And I find as I do that, a lot of that earlier stuff that I thought I needed to have first just sort of drops away. Um. But a lot of it also shows up without even trying. Mm. Like the money comes through without trying to make money. And the friends come through without trying to make friends. Yeah. Because I'm in that place of, of love and joy. And this, this sense of success comes through. Web traffic comes through. It's like it all comes through. But now you don't even need that anymore. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of ironic how that plays yeah, out. You try to get those intermediate steps. But because they're not needed, because you're not really emotionally invested in them, you just want the result at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't really work so well trying to achieve those things. Yeah. But then they just come when you just skip to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you get the whole rainbow. Yeah, it's like then realizing that, whoa, maybe I already got it. Or maybe freedom wasn't in money. Maybe I already can have a, or feel a sense of freedom just sitting here and, you know, being myself. And from that place, 
all the creation comes more effortless and the action is more inspired it seems and then like you say that automatically attracts the opportunities and the people and money whatever resources needed or quote-unquote needed in order to create the dream life which is incredibly cool <laughs> yeah. so, and also like so you just quit yeah, your job and now are traveling the world with me creating youtube videos and stuff how's how's that chapter been for you <clears throat> well for me i just um first i just took five years of education and then <laughs> I went into the like the perfect job. It was like yeah, it was my dream job. I was also looking in my favorite city, Oslo. Um, and the only problem was that I was living with you, and I saw this other possibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if it hadn't been for you, I probably wouldn't even have seen uh, this possibility at all. Like to do something completely different. Uh, so even though I, I liked my job, um, I liked. Uh, uh, what it did and like how my how my future would look like. I had a good salary. Everything was set up, but I remember like every day back and forward to to jump to my job. I had like one and a half hour, or at least over an hour, with bus ride to get to my job. Mm. And even though I I kind of had like a good time on the bus of drinking coffee and stuff like that, I always noticed that I spent half of my life going to this place to be in this this office like I had a fancy office actually I had two offices uh, which is yeah uh, and like um, I just noticed that uh, this time I wanted to spend somewhere else you know what I mean mm. and and the actual money I earned I just I didn't really like I didn't really need it you know what I mean like mm. so I, I kind of just uh, treat all my friends around me just like made sure we had a party every night and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. but, but, uh, but still, I need to go to sleep early. I didn't yeah, really yeah. go to sleep early, but I, I needed to get some sleep to, in order to get up in the morning. And I just, I just had this growing feeling that, uh, like, I, I, I kind of knew from the beginning, even, like, probably years ago, even when I took the education, that I, I, I kind of knew that I didn't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. But while I was studying, it, it was okay, because... While studying, you kind of have your freedom in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like you can go to classes, you can skip them or whatever. You don't really have a boss, even though you have like your exams and stuff. Uh, but the moment you start working, which is like supposed to be like what you really want to do, mm-hmm. and then, like, then you have money and all that stuff, then it was too obvious to me that I was uh, exchanging my time for for money, even though I did something I could be proud about. Mm. Uh, I still spend all my time doing the same thing every day. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I just quit it, and uh, and yeah, so that's a different story. <laughs> so amazing, I think, like how much time we spend in universities and stuff, mm. and like we learn so many things, and a lot of them are useful, but not a lot of the topics are like about what what is my purpose, mm. how to apply real how life. To, yeah, exactly. That's that, that was like kind of my trigger. Like, I, I remember I had this rooftop party, like, one year after we graduated. And, like, I invited all those postgraduates back, right? And we, we had this party and asked, like, so how do you like your job? And everybody was like, yeah, it's good. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. It's a, I, I think I had one girl that said, it's amazing. I remember, yeah, Christina said, it's completely amazing. 
apart from that, everybody else had like, yeah, it's a good stepping stone for the next thing that I want to do. I was like, dude, now we had all this time. We invested all this time and into energy. like edu and energy and like life in yeah. this, this education. And now we're still not there. And there will be the next step. And, and I, I kind of saw through it that day. I was like, there needs to be a change and like everything let one thing led to another and i met julius my business partner now and we started working exactly on that thing right what is what is your purpose so we 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 now have the opportunity or have the opportunity in three weeks to also go and give a lecture about that topic yeah. we package it a little bit differently you know so it gets in there in the university system but that, that's exactly so what is needed like because probably if that would have happened like you know already after after your studies what you want to do with your life or you're more sure at least you know like mm -hmm. something but it's completely missing it's it's, yeah, it's fun or in a lot of i think there are universities who do that much more but in switzerland like the classic education is much more built on like skill that the skills that you build so you're ready for the world but like what exactly do you want to do yeah exactly for the corporate world mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, and <clears throat> a lot of people choose uh, start education because they don't really know what they want to do right. mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, me so too. it's like yeah, me too yeah, yeah. we all did it yeah. I actually knew what I wanted to do I, I you know, went into school majoring in computer programming and I've been interested in computers since I was 10 years old so I actually had a lot of clarity with what I wanted to do yeah. I had no uncertainty about my degree at all like, mm -hmm. I know other people were like what should I major in for me it was a done deal it was just, mm -hmm. there was like nothing to decide it was very very clear when did you realize that uh you I probably knew from the time I was twelve what I wanted to, you know, go to college for. Yeah, but you you, you stopped being the computer, um, what is it called, coder, uh, programmer, programmer, um, and then you started writing your blog, right? Actually, I was doing both simultaneously okay. because uh, I was writing computer games and getting in the indie games business and, yeah. and and helping out other developers was something that really I enjoyed, inspired me. So I would get invitations to speak at conferences and start doing that and started an indie game developer forum on my website and then began writing articles uh, for a trade association newsletter that would get published each month. And that's how I got into blogging. I actually did the writing on the side, just trickling out five articles a year yeah. over a period of five years. So I was writing articles just intermittently, like once every couple months yeah. for five years before I started my blog. That's how I got into blogging was that the articles got a lot of positive feedback and people were getting a lot out of it and I kept generalizing them more and more because I, I started writing these articles in 1999 and Google started in 1998 yeah. and so Google started picking up my articles on various topics and then I had more and more people coming to my website to go read these articles eventually got to the point where most of the people coming to my website were there for the articles not for the games I was selling <sighs> and so I thought that's kind of ridiculous because my business is, is about selling computer games and here I have all this web traffic coming just to read a couple dozen articles huh. and they don't care about the games and I couldn't sell my games to this audience they were just totally different so I thought maybe the universe is trying to tell me I should move in a different direction here yeah. you know, it's, it, it's kind of the signs were already there so huh. that's how I made that transition and then it was just like boom you know it worked really well cool what I think is so interesting is like and from what you said Chris and, and then you Kai is like there comes a time where from the day we're born, you know, we take these baby steps and, and back into school, like we're, we're just taking these small steps, like from one, from first grade to second grade. And then it's just like, aren't we here to take grand leaps? 
you know? I mean, that's, I think that's what, what should inspire us more than anything, you know? Like, once we graduate, like, what do we really want to do? What do we really want to leap with? And, and then if we go from school, like, into a corporate job or, or something that doesn't fulfill us, like, there's never that moment where we can take that grand leap. And I think it's in that moment where we have the courage to take a big step or towards our dreams or towards our highest self. That's that's where the most um, the most transformation comes about and the yeah. most inspiration comes about and and also the ripple effect of those mm-hmm. effect, you know of that of that situation. I know, yeah, totally. And I noticed that in my life, the 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 big steps I've taken has always been very emotional or very like intense heart centered yeah and yeah exactly and it just feels right and at the same time scary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but when it's like jumping in the cold water water when it's done uh, and afterward you just feel great and you feel more centered you feel more in line with uh, your purpose or with yourself or whatever you want to call it and after that it just you realize that was it really that simple? You know, could mm-hmm. I just do whatever I wanted? For sure. You know, yeah. and that was possible all along. Yeah. That's what I think is inspiring with, with you guys and, and people at the conference. And you could see even now there's a trend after your conference. People are quitting their jobs. <laughs> yeah. That's a trend of people quitting their jobs. That's, yeah. And that's Hashtag a, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think a lot of times people are looking for permission kind of in these kind of events. Exactly. Just the permission mm-hmm. to quit, the permission to go for what they want. Because I believe strongly that most people know deep down in their heart what they really want to do or at least the direction. And what I, what I see in myself and also the coachings I do is I, I manage fear. It's much more like right. it, it's talking about the fear that, or the resistance, the resisting that comes like, you know, like I think we all or a lot of people know very early what they want to do. But it seems so scary. scary, strange, different that they think like, yeah, but and then the big but starts, right? We talked about that very big, but. the big, <laughs> the big start. <laughs> Yeah, we don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, totally. And it's like, it's like the more we lean in, uh, into our edge or take steps like that, it's like we realize that it's okay to be scary, you know? It's okay to, be, to have fear and, and, and be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a part of life, mm-hmm. being afraid. So how do you get past that fear? That's a question I get. Run straight like, through it. How do you know? It's, how do you know? It's, you, how, yeah, how do you know you're making the right decision? In retrospect, you look back and you go, "Oh, of course that was the right decision yeah. because everything worked out well on the other side." And I, I find that what really helps me mm. is uh, when I see the possibility of two paths, I ask myself which is going to be the better growth experience, and I don't focus so much on needing to succeed on the new path as much as I think about what I could learn from it. So I I think in terms of like, even if it's a big failure, I'm going to learn something from this. And if I can realize that the old path is not going to work out so well in terms of learning and growth, Mm. and the new path is probably going to have more learning and growth no matter what happens results-wise, then that tempts me to want to go the new path. Mm. As a a simple example, in 2010, I was facing the decision of, do I want to uncopyright all my blog posts? Because I've got like 30 books worth of content, you know, on my website. And I own it all. It's, you know, free and clear. It's my copyright. I could turn it into products and sell it and monetize it. And a lot of people 
see their content as like their big source of value. Mm-hmm. And I, I was feeling this urge to just uncopyright it because I thought that would be really interesting to take the, the breaks off of the content and let it be translated freely and let people turn it into products. And, and I wasn't even planning on doing a, you know, some kind of limited um, Creative Commons license, but just to give the whole thing away to the public domain as if you know, everybody owns it as much as I do. So I'm like, how do I make that decision? Because that, I can't undo that. I can't, you know, some decisions where you can turn back around. Yeah. I thought if I do this and everybody else, else creates stuff with it, I can't just claw back the copyright and say, <laughs> no, no, I changed my mind you know, after a couple of years. It's, it's too late. So like the computer, command C, command C. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so it's, I think you mean command Z. Z. Right? Undo. Z. Didn't Z. I say that? Z is copy. C is Z. Okay. Yeah, Z. Z. So, but I know what you mean. So it was that feeling like if I do this, this is kind of permanent. This is sort of a big deal here. You know, all this content and I've been I think you know at that point I've been creating for years and years and so I thought wow this is a big deal how to make this decision and the way I looked at it is hey I've done the having the copyrighted you know material path for years I knew what that was like and I had lots of friends who'd gone that path and they built their information empires with all their products and I I could see where they ended up the other path was like a big question mark I didn't know what that was going to lead to it was unpredictable, and I thought, that's kind of exciting. You know, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's going to be very different than the, the first option. And I thought, which path is going to give me more growth, regardless of what happens? It was just obvious. The uncopyrighted path would give me more growth. Mm-hmm. It would cause me to have a different relationship with my content. Mm-hmm. I couldn't seek my security in it anymore. Exactly, yeah. I would have to adopt yeah. more of an abundance mindset, like knowing there's always new ideas. I love that. You know, and... Yeah. And it would be a whole different level of living, like, you know, not so much in a hierarchy, just a different experience of living. Yeah. And I thought, that's going to challenge me way more to be able to be congruent with that decision and feel good about it. Yeah. Even as I see other people releasing products based on my work and not paying me a dime for it. Mm. I thought, wow, could I handle that? What would that be like? Mm. And I thought, There's, there could be a lot of good that comes out of that, too. It'll create all new ripples and the content and the ideas will spread further. I'm going to totally lose control of my branding, though. Because people could create low quality products with it, do bad translations, all I would lose total control over that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't inspired by the branding path anyway, so I, I chose that second option and uncopyrighted everything, because I thought no matter what, that's going to lead to more growth regardless of outcomes. Yeah. And it has. I'm glad I did it. It was mm-hmm. you know over four years ago, and now I went from being the author of one book to having more than 50 books that people have credited you know, to me, yeah. in, including in different languages, and they sell them on Amazon and various other sites, and I don't receive any money in royalties for those, but it's kind of cool. I get people who say, I bought some of your books, and I'm thinking, I only actually have one book that I wrote and was published by Hay House, yeah. so I don't even know which books they bought because they weren't mine. And some of, those are, some of those are print books, not just e-books, too. Yeah. I thought it's kind of cool seeing those ripples and seeing people do translations and stuff. Yeah. So that's how I get past that fear is I choose the path that's going to lead to more growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how, do you, how do you guys deal with that when you're facing that decision? It's like, what, you know, do you just dive into it and think it's cool to face the fear? Or? For, for me, yeah. Like, I, I think I go about life like just I want to be on an endless adventure. Like, and, and I let, like, you, we have to challenge ourselves, you know, and just taking the role of an endless, like an adventurer, I think is what has always kind of guided me, whether consciously or unconsciously when I was younger. But 
for me that started I mean just growing up in the forest that I just was born and raised in Switzerland and just grew up in the forest and just having to to really be connected to your surrounding and 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 trust yourself that okay if I go down this path you know this is the first time I'm in this forest if I where will this take me and just being okay with the unknown and trying it out because you don't know where it's that path will lead you but sure enough you know if you do have the courage to try it out you might end up at this like open space that overlooks the entire forest and and beyond you know and just you'll you'll be able to take you know experience the most beautiful views of your life and and um and like like, like you said Steve on cop on copywriting all your work it's just like when we are when we function from a place of source when we are aligned and, and connected to our source um it, the information is endless that comes, you know, so it will always be flowing. It will always come no matter what. We will always have new ideas. We will always continue to be able to share what comes from this alignment that we're connected to. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that resonates with me too. Like, uh, to me, when I think, when there's a decision at hand, first of all, if I am very, conf- if I feel confused or fearful or if I feel what I call a contracting feeling then that's a sign for me to wait to take the decision mm-hmm. and then sooner or later maybe the same maybe five minutes later maybe five days later I will have complete clarity on the decision uh, for some reason that's just my experience so and then when I take the decision it seems to be um, for a more like expanding feeling that resonates more with you know words like love, abundance, uh, and it's more like a giving thing. And then when I feel that in my being, then that just feels so right. You know, it's just, it's just oh, then it's just an of course, just of course I'm gonna do that. And then you know there could be fear and there could be insecurities from that place. But then I've already taken the decision. And then fear is just a part of the roller coaster after that, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know, the word mo- people most often use when they make a decision like that, when I hear from them afterwards, like, uh, you know, Kai, you mentioned people quitting their jobs after mm-hmm. uh, your workshop. I've seen the same thing with my workshops. So, some people even quit their jobs during the workshop. That's great. I got on his cell phone, like, during the break or something and quit his job. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> came back and told everybody, it's like, big round of applause. <laughs> the, the word I hear people most often use to describe that experience is relief. Mm-hmm. They feel relieved. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, they feel lighter. Free. Yeah. 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 So that's that's what I do often is I, I like to talk. So like I'm not really a writing person. Right? So what I do is I talk about both paths and see how it feels while I talk. So specifically is, oh, is there like a, cool. that like this tension feeling right this like i almost need to cry when i talk about the one path then i know that probably is my the thing that is closer to my intuition than the path that i just talk and rationally explain to people why why this will be a great option and and i see that the one path i need to sell to myself harder so there will be more rational reasons to mm-hmm. go about this because of the money and i I've seen it also with clients, friends. I I can tell you within seconds whether it's a rational decision or an intuition decision just by the way they explain it. It's just 
they almost it's for me also it's almost i um ex- I, I make excuses why I choose this path. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could also do that, but you know, and then I start with like how much money I will make or whatever the decision is, right? And the other thing just, it feels right when I talk. It about it. Yeah. 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 Have, I would say it's like two different types of, uh, you said it's like irrational or rational decision. And you can kind of tell uh, if they just let go of their all path, or like what they were doing from before. Uh, just because they want to let go of that, or if they kind of jumped onto another path, you know what I mean? Because, uh, say, for example, someone suddenly figure out that, oh, I want to be a pickup artist instead, mm-hmm. and they kind of jump onto that instead and grab around that, and it, in a way, it's a nice similar it's, it's just a replacement. Yeah, yeah, just take one identification, just take one identification as a regular job mm-hmm. and transfer it to, for example, uh, like a dating expert or whatever. And in that case, for me, I, it kind of tells me that they don't really, they're probably going to experience a severe bounce back. Yeah. Uh, or you have this when you kind of just realize that you just don't actually need your money or you don't need your job or whatever. And then you just let go of that. And then not really trying to create another path, but letting life unfold. Mm-hmm. But yeah. letting life has the possi- have the possibility to unfold freely you know what I mean? mm. like uh, when you have this one routine which you have to do five, five days a week like go to work from eight, eight to four you you don't you, stri- you restrict I, I say you don't restrict yourself but you restrict life in letting it take you uh, to things which you couldn't even imagine yourself before mm. Like, we didn't knew, know that we was going to sit here and create a podcast. Yeah. We didn't know we were going <laughs> to be in this town. <laughs> you know, we barely knew anything. And then all of us, uh, you have been so open to the to the experiences that apparently... We, we end up here. We end up here. I, I think what we're touching on is, is the under, like the na- nature of flow. Just being yeah. in the flow and, and letting letting that flow guide us because that's what it is it's like once we do connect to our inner light and and connect to source you you do just it's just a flow you know we live in this flow that just guides us exactly yeah like instead of trying to micromanaging right. everything or trying to hold on to illusion that you are in control mm-hmm. uh, as you say open up for, for flow just mm-hmm. like okay just let it happen Mm-hmm. Rochelle and I have been trying to do that more and more when we travel and uh, you know like we came to Europe this trip on a one way ticket not knowing where we'd be next not knowing which country we'd be in a wor- you know the weekend after the workshop yeah. here we are in Lucerne and we <laughs> had no plans to come here <laughs> you know yeah. we, it just happens so and you see all these interesting things happen when you get aligned with that going in the flow of uh, invitation and inspiration and not trying to force things and trying to f- feel your way into it and feeling what's, what's flowing for you. And then we get an invitation to go to Paris and another one to Spain and everything just seems start to start lining up. And people keep telling us, you know, when we tell them, oh, well, it looks like the timing's working out for about this visit here and this time. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, that just turns out to be absolutely perfect for me. And, mm-hmm. and you, you get this confirmation from the universe. I think that's one thing that people have a hard time believing because everybody talks about that when they go on their heart-centered path they all talk about the confirmation that floods in from the universe Mm. synchronicities and opportunities and the people who are 
out of alignment with their path, they have such a hard time believing that mm. because it's they're doing the struggling and they're they're paddling upstream. And I often think of it with like a surfing mentality, like you're tr- you're you're paddling instead of catching a wave. Yeah. And when you're aligned with your heart, you're riding a wave to the shore, and you're not having to paddle and f- and force and use so much effort. Yeah. And I I love the just the sense of being in the flow with traveling, you know, going to countries I've never been to before. Here I'm in Switzerland, first time ever, and just making new friends and having new experiences and creating things. And it's it's so easy and so simple and so flowing. Mm-hmm. It's like the universe guides you. Like you've caught the wave and it just carries you. Yeah. I've noticed that, uh, relating to that, it's like, we, we're... I've learned that people are in general shitty at predicting the future. Because <laughs> even when we like try to control just like you yeah, guys yeah. talked about to control the future and then then like you say not open for input, but when we are in that space the light then what we're pointing towards in that open space and there's so many options and there's so many it just shows it to you and then you can just like you say catch a wave. And um, yeah, I felt a bit out of it, but like, yeah, just that thing that we're, like we can't <coughs> predict the future. Yeah. Like, like it's, you can't predict the future, but it's in one way you can kind of make it seem like you can predict the future. And then if you, if you try to create the same day over and over and over again, yeah. like if you know that you're going to go to work tomorrow and then the day after tomorrow and then after that, and then you're going to have the weekend, mm-hmm. it seems like you're predicting the future, yeah. but you're just recreating the same thing over and over again. And you don't really know if tomorrow is going to be similar at all yeah. but if you keep doing it it really seems like you knew from beforehand yeah but yeah and, and, and what we're talking about is letting go of of knowing or realizing yes. that you don't know anyway yes and that just was, trust that was perfect that was that's what I, exactly like when 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 realizing that we don't in the end we never knew and we will never know and we mm-hmm. actually don't know what will happen then and we rest in that and we are comfortable not knowing instead of trying to box in every single aspect of life then not knowing becomes cool you know me and chris we went out we were at the hotel and we had spent all our travel budget ended up you know in a crazy situation sleeping in uh, long story short we uh, we went out uh, that night uh, i i went i was going to bed and then you know, I think I thought I was like okay let's go to bed early you know I want to get up tomorrow morning and I come up to the room and it's Saturday we're in Zurich have been here before and Chris is new just showered put on nice clothes and he's like alright are you ready to go out and I'm like what he's like in Zurich dude we're traveling you know we gotta experience this so I'm like uh, alright <laughs> let it happen so I just me and Chris started walking no money left and just started and we snuck on the tram to get downtown started talking to people on the, on the tram and then we met some guys downtown and we just started talking with them all of a sudden you know they were so fascinated by our lifestyle and our perception of life that you know they just paid all they bought drinks for us the entire night they got we got into the club for free we met some girls and they all of a sudden, we weren't home until like 5 o'clock in the morning. We had that crazy adventure. And now we have you know, tons of new friends um, on Facebook. Or if we're ever back in Zurich, we can connect there. And 
it became like this crazy adventure from mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. I could have went like, no, I have to sleep, which would be fine too. But you know, the idea is just like, it just it just became this crazy adventure, mm-hmm. just out of nowhere. You you can't plan things out and try to control everything. Uh, I find when I do that, there's a part of me that just resists implementing the plan, mm. mainly because it finds the plan really, really boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I find that when I simply trust the universe, life becomes a lot more interesting, and it does a much better job than I do yes. at creating cool experiences. Right. When I try to engineer in advance my cool experiences, I usually try to engineer a cause for something that I think will lead to a result that I want mm. but when I just put myself in the flow of feeling where I would always already be if I had the result I want or mm. something better the universe generally brings me something even better right. than, than the result mm. like, I, like we could take a, you know, a podcast like this and plan it out figure out what we're going to say in mm. advance and it probably wouldn't be as good as just sharing spontaneously yeah. I just mm-hmm. got like you know we're meant to like live in the now and mm. it, another word for that is living in the present yep and life, like the, when you do live in the now, the universe assists and gives you a present. Yeah. It's the Kung Fu Panda quote, right? Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, life's a gift. Uh, no, I don't remember it. But it's like something about uh, present is called present because it's a gift. It's true. Uh, yeah. Like if you let that moment be guided and if you just surrender to the, to the universal abundance yeah. you are gifted yeah think of the, the i think that example is perfect think of the best nights out that right. you ever had in your life there were probably the ones i just remember like and i was already asleep people woke me up and they're like let's go out yeah. and they were like oh okay yeah. you know? apparently universe wants me to go out <laughs> okay <laughs> well don't become a robot to the universe yeah. but <laughs> so, yeah so so i think mostly you're open to new experiences when you just react spontaneously from intuition instead of planning out right, the nights that you plan out think of new year's eve mm. it mostly sucks mm-hmm. because most like because I plan it through and I need to have something that I will do on that night and if you just let it happen it's going to be that, much more That's why everyone agree that the, the coolest nights when you go out yeah. are the nights you didn't know it were going to go uh-huh. out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What you say. Exactly. Yeah. When we don't create attachments. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to yeah. like touch upon uh, like you say surrendering to, to whatever you know mm-hmm. and like, there's two ways of hearing that. You could go like okay so how do I surrender? And then it becomes, surrendering becomes, if you misunderstand what you just said, then it becomes like another thing you have to do in order to, or you can, or there's a, there's, there's this, or you just hear those words and you feel like you fall into a pillow or what you, um, you said that uh, you called it something else earlier. I don't remember, but it just feels like you drop into the now. And then, whoa, yeah, whoa, you know, all of a sudden, just like, whoa, it was now. You meant now? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't well, mean... that's what you were saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like a blank slate with all the colors you want and it is, from now. It is purely magical. Like, sometimes when you drop into the now, like, really powerful, mm-hmm. it is really magical. I remember we had, like, an experience at the same time, you just, like, Holy shit! We just dropped the both of us, and I couldn't know that how do you how you knew that I also dropped in at the same time, but you just knew, it. and I, we just like and it was real like when Echo Tolle is trying to explain it, you know what I mean? 
I saw the room and it just changed. It was like a wave. It's like, woof. and suddenly we were like, ah, oh, that's right. We're back here. You know, yeah. I've been there many times before, but you always seem to forget yeah. it when, like, in between, you can only be there because uh, afterwards it's just a thought, and you can't you can't remember how it is to be in the now because that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a new a, now. It's you can a, just be now, now or now. It's a state yeah. of flow. <laughs> yeah. We had that. Like I feel like we did an exercise last night. We were all like yeah. Yeah, chilling out. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, Christmas. that was. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this. Uh, what, how, it was like a. Steve can explain if you yeah. want to explain. Yeah, 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 the mood, the hand, the hand, the hand the dancing. Hand dancing. Yeah. yeah. So the hand dancing and and uh, you, uh, me, and Morton were doing it, and we were just like giving into the flow mm-hmm. and you can't con- nobody can control it like you can't mm-hmm. it's not like somebody leads nobody leads yeah, right that's the exercise yeah. Yeah. The flow lead you so you're just yeah. like touching each other's hands and just letting the flow guide you mm-hmm. and not letting one or the other person t- take the lead mm-hmm. and there was one moment where at we one both point, felt it and I we were was, like yeah. whoa yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you clicked into the, it what the yeah, yeah totally we felt it. We so were like, much at one point uh, I think we did, it was almost like a dance yeah. that was different than the other things that we yeah. were doing with our hands. Uh-huh. Uh, and and when the split second you opened your mouth, I could hear you were excited. And I was like, what did she feel that I just felt? Yeah. Yes. And, and we then, did. Yeah. And that was just goosebumps. Yeah. That was just crazy. And what, how, the way I experienced it was just like... You, it takes a while to get used to it because you are thinking. At first, you are in your head like, mm-hmm. "Am I leading? Is he leading? Like, mm-hmm. am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Are is we moving? anyone looking at me? Yada, yada, yada. Are our hands <laughs> dancing cool enough? Like, are our steps <laughs> cool like Mick Jagger? Like, and then, and then you just like try to get out. It's like a meditation, you know. You get out of your head and you just like, you know, drop into your heart and just like we are, you like you do connect. It's it's quite intimate. You do connect through like heart consciousness. And you like drop into the now, and it's just like this flow just takes you on this like roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think it was like that drop mm-hmm. where we felt and we were just like, whoa, mm-hmm. so crazy. I, I find it really cool to just lean into this uh, more and more idea of trusting the universe and trusting in that flow mm-hmm. and challenging myself to go further and further with it yeah. uh, in, in different ways. Like for me, uh, doing it through public speaking is a great way because it's something I used to be afraid of and many mm-hmm. people are. And I, f- I find that this flow exists on the other side of fear. Once you get past fear and, re- and, and release some fear, you start getting more in tune with the flow and then the synchronicities show up and you align with more people who are in the flow. It's like we're all tuned into the same frequency yeah, exactly. and it's orchestrating us as if we're notes in a song and we all harmonize together. Yeah. And that, and you get all these amazing experiences that line up. But when you're on the other side of fear, that you know that before you've worked through the fear, you're just subscribing to an illusion. You're not trusting mm-hmm. reality. You're not listening to the song that's wanting to play itself through you as an instrument. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a really interesting experience when you get on the other side of it. I remember one time when I was uh, I went on a date years ago with a woman, and uh, we went out to a club in Los Angeles and we were dancing together. And I. I watched her dance, and I was just like, you dance very unusually. Uh, something about the way you dance, it's just so different than anybody else. And, and she was like, go on. You know, she, she liked hearing this. And I said, I said it's like, when you dance, it's like you're an instrument, and the music is playing you. You're not, you're, not, you're not there. You're not the one dancing. The music is dancing you. And she said, wow. She said, that's exactly how I dance. She said, you're the first person who 
articulated it that way, but wow. that's exactly how I danced. It's amazing you could notice that. So then when I would dance, I would try to you know, be in that same place. And it's similar to the hand dancing exercise where you, you know, you're only dancing with your hands mm. and you're letting the music play your hands with another person in sync. Mm. It's really cool to see that. And I found that the more you tune into that, the more you start to learn to trust it. And then it encourages you to take another step and another step and how much can you trust. Mm. And I, you know, I've been doing that with traveling. I do that with public speaking in the sense of I want to have more and more spontaneity and less and less planning and less and less knowledge of the future and just trust reality mm. to, to do whatever. Mm. So like when I would do radio interviews where I tell people, don't tell me the questions in advance. Just surprise me. Yeah. I want to go with the flow and see what happens. Mm. Or don't even come up with any questions in advance. Let's just talk and see what happens. Mm. Uh, when, when I do speaking, it's you know less and less preparation in terms of planning out what, what I'm going to say yeah. and more preparation in the sense of trying to be aligned with the heart as mm. soon as I... I'm up on the stage mm-hmm. and feeling in the in the flow. Like at your conference, Kai, I didn't know what I was going to say when I got there in terms yeah, of stories. I had, I had just the intention and the alignment, mm-hmm. and I I plan out and prepare sometimes, but then I end up breaking with the plan, and it works out better. Mm, yeah, I noticed better. I, I did that at your conference, like when I went to uh, Morton, when I went to your 2012 conference and spoke there. Yeah, I planned out what I was going to say in advance, but I broke from it about 50 percent of the time. Nice. And then the next year, I planned out what I was going to say in advance, but then I broke from it about 75 percent of the time. Nice. And I noticed like the more I break from it, that's the good stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's where I get the best reaction from yeah. the audience. And so then it's a question of like. How much can you trust that? Can yeah. you lean more and more into that and trust more and more? And I find the more yeah. I trust, the more I start seeing synchronicities that line up. Mm. Like a story I told spontaneously was exactly what somebody in the room needed to hear. And you get these weird synchronicities. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's funny you talk about trust because on New Year's Eve, I had this incredible experience related to trust. And I really resonated with that. It's like the whole idea or the whole epiphany I had was what you just said and about trust period you know mm-hmm. about trusting it's going to be okay trusting that you know uh, life will give you what you need trust in yourself trust in other people trust that whatever experience you're having now it's quote unquote meant to be or it's perfect um and again like you know fear it has its place too it's for whatever reason, when we look back, it's easier to see like, oh, obviously I was supposed to feel fear then, but when we're fearing in the moment, it's not as easy to see that as clearly and trusting that. So I love the phrase like, how, how much can you trust or what you just said? I love that. Whenever I meet people who are... Hashtag. <laughs> There's tons of hashtags coming out of this one. <laughs> Whenever I meet people who are unhappy with their lives, I like to ask them, do you trust the universe? Mm. And they all say no. You know, they're like, what? how can you? Like, how can I trust the universe? You know, do you trust the universe to, to take care of you, to provide for you? And they feel they have to take care of themselves. Like, the, as if the universe is either indifferent and doesn't care about them at all, or it's even actively against them in some ways, or competitive. And so that's the model where you compete with other people, and you try mm. to get ahead, or you have to build your nest egg, or your empire, or whatever it is. And then you find your security in that. But you can never feel secure there because whatever you build that's in a physical universe is vulnerable. Yeah. Like all, we know all the stuff is temporary. You know, Buildings are temporary. Everything's temporary. Money, temp- temporary. It's always under threat. And so whenever you find your security in something in the physical universe, it always feels like it's 
never quite satisfying. Mm-hmm. But it's always under threat. You know, the, the more you accumulate, the more you're afraid of losing it. Yeah. The, the more power you have that's externalized, the more you realize it's not real power. Yeah. Real power is um, you know, coming, coming, coming from, from within, within yeah. and that it's not vulnerable. Yeah. It's not vulnerable to the outside f- threats, essentially. Yeah. So the more threatened you feel, then the weaker you become, the less powerful you really are. And apparently, when, it's funny when you uh, ask that question to people, do you trust the universe? It's like you asking, do you trust yourself? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's it really... Absolutely. Because yeah. where where is your idea of the universe? After all, it's just a concept. Yeah. And it's in your own mind. Yeah. And so then you're saying, you know, like you just said, you don't trust a part of your own mind. The part of your mind that represents reality to you. So you're always going to fight yourself. Yeah. While, yeah. So even in a very grounded, objective sense of reality, it's an absolutely foolish thing not to yeah. trust the universe. Because you're basically dooming yourself. <laughs> so if you simply just decide, I'm going to trust the universe, then you're saying, okay, I trust this part of my mind that rep- represents the universe mm-hmm. to me. There, I trust myself. I trust my thinking, my feeling. Yeah. And you live in a whole different experience of reality. And you can create your reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is so, and I hope the listeners, uh, you know, uh, see that all of you, and it's like, you know, you can trust life, and even the worst case scenarios we've had, I know that we've shared stories a lot, and I know that we've all been on quote-unquote bottoms and tops, mm-hmm. and those experiences... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those, <laughs> love it. Uh, those experiences just lets us know that you know worst case scenarios aren't really that dangerous either no. you know we, we'll be fine you we'll always be fine again. like we've me and chris has been sleeping in parks in poland with all our, all our belongings lying around us <laughs> not that i advise anyone to do that but you know for us it actually was an empowering experience, experience. Yeah. because you know worst case scenario I would say everything that leads you to having to trust mm-hmm. is an empowering experience because mm-hmm. yeah like because to me trust is the opposite of fear mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end you need to trust everything like you need even to trust that when you gonna die that that's gonna be fine you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you need to trust it or else you're gonna walk around being scared uh, mm-hmm. about it so yeah, uh, as you say, like like now I recently quit my job, uh, I just need to trust that I find a way, you know, from day to day to day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is all about trust. Like that one word, actually, that one word. Uh, Perfect word. Yeah, that one word wraps the whole discussion up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah. If we that's perfect to wrap up this podcast as well. Just trust. Trust. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag trust. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you guys for doing this. And thank you guys for listening. Um, so where can people discover more about you? How about we start with you, Kai? Yeah, so um, if you want to know more about the Lifestyle Design Convention, you go on www. Lifestyle Design Convention. I'm aware of the fact that it's very long. dot com. It's all that in there. It's all that in there. That's all in there. So Lifestyle Design Convention. dot com. You will find all the details. We're just updating because there's going to be an event in two thousand. What what are we now? Two thousand fifteen. So it's going to be in sixteen, uh, 9th and tenth of January. 
and you will see much more details in the next few days yeah and uh, <laughs> handing it over to me and uh, for Standing Light just go to standinglight.com and I am uh, leading seasonal seminars at the New Way Center in Lucerne, Switzerland uh, so feel free to check the event section out of the website and um, follow me on social media uh, the social media buttons are on the website Boom. yeah for me you can add me on Facebook Christopher Krosoy uh, yeah, and just Ali as a friend. Yeah, and you also like, uh, we're making traveling vlogs and yeah. YouTube videos. Uh, Don't so forget to share your name so that you put it Yeah, Christopher Tosse. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's going to have to be written down somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> also, the Instagram though, maybe. Yeah, and uh, also Instagram, you can uh, look up Widenty Y, that's W. Uh, no. It's the initials y, for what and T Y, I think something like that. Initials yeah. for what your daddy never told you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. And then, uh, my website can be found at stevepavlina.com. S T E V E P A V L I N A dot com. And please don't contact you, or <laughs> <laughs> there's no contacts. To... Yeah, well, that, he's he, Morton's saying that because I, I mentioned that I turned my contact form off on my website. I just you know, I, I don't have any social media accounts. I quit Twitter uh, last year. I quit Facebook. I'm not on any social media whatsoever because I just find it pointless and boring, and don't want to bother with it. For me, it's much more fun to just meet people and travel and connect in person. So yeah. when people ask me how they can contact me, I say, find me in person. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I love that. That's yeah. cool. I, I will say, however, if you really want to connect with Steve and you have a, a heart-centered, uh, inspired um, um, place you come from or whatever, then uh, just be creative and you'll, uh, he'll love it, I guess. Or Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, tr I trust the universe just to bring me the cool connections in person. Nice. I'd rather connect with people face-to-face -face than typing stuff or chatting over the internet. Yeah. Trust. Rochelle? Ah. <laughs> my website is my name, which is RochelleFordice.com. I can spell it up, but you could probably figure it out. <laughs> I can, yeah, uh, yeah, I have a what I call a creative inspiration blog. Um, a few articles up on there. And, yeah, it's a travel and more. Nice. And also we have a new guest, Josh, that you didn't... He joined the combo. And joined the combo, he just entered the just, room. Just lurking. <laughs> you were hosting the... the Lifestyle the, Design Convention. Lifestyle Design Convention. And I just want people to be able to connect with you too, if they want. So mm -hmm. where can people find you? Um, on Facebook, Josh Levent or joshlevent.com. Perfect. All right. Uh, thank you. Why are we guys trust. from the Hashtag trust. Hashtag trust. <laughs> Boom. All right, 54 minutes. Wow. Pretty good. This was the Paradigm Shift Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it on your Facebook. If not, then please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no.